Welcome to the 20 Minutes of Filler Podcast, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. This podcast is all about tabletop gaming in small proportions. Now, here are your hosts, Andy Lennox and game designer Jason Katarski. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the 20 Minutes of Filler Podcast. I am Jason Kotarski. And I'm Andy Lennox. And we are here to bring you gaming goodness in around 20 minutes, talking about those great little games that Tiny fill in games. nooks, crannies, um, holes in your heart, um, holes in your gaming schedule, your lunch hour, that game right before bed, all kinds of awesomeness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is uh part two, the beginning of the end, part two, where we talk about our picks for games uh, of the year. Our, we're doing the top ten. Episode thirty three, we talked about numbers ten, nine, and seven, eight. Wait, that's not good counting. In our last episode, <laughs> Jason and Andy <laughs> where we left counted off. down from ten to eight. So my ten was Splendor, my nine was Star Realms, and my eight was Doomtown. And, my, and uh, yours were uh, Bang, the Dice Game, Doodle Quest, and Builders of the Middle Ages. Um, listen to the episode where we'll go into more uh, detail and talk about uh, some of the books we were reading last year, this this yeah. this year too. So, but today to kind of continue this trend of other things that have piqued our interest over the last twelve months, um, we are going to share a little bit about video games. Now, this is this is a big stretch for me, or well, it was a big stretch for me until about a week ago, but because um, <laughs> I'm not much a video gamer. So when I was like, hey, Andy. Uh, let's do video game or Andy. I think you suggested video games. Yeah, I yeah. was like, I was like, I don't play video games, and they're like, Dude, yeah, you do. You play, you play Timberman on your on your phone. <laughs> which which Wait, did we talk played... about Timberman on the show? I, I think, think we, we did. mentioned it maybe, but yeah, there was a, there was definitely a thread where people were trying to one up each other on Timberman. But the but the ne- the new thing, the new hotness is uh is Crossy Road. Have you played Crossy Road? I, I haven't. I heard Jason Slingerland and, uh, and Rob Couch talking about it on Building the Game podcast. It's super awesome. Uh, it's Un- really, it's really, it's basically Frogger, but <laughs> with like an isometric perspective, and you can get all these different characters. It's very addictive. Oh, I will um, get there then. Yeah, that, so that's the new like one up your friends with a high score. The best part about it, the best part, is you can see. The person's, uh, you can see the other people in your game center. You can see their high scores, like printed right on the field. Like when you're cross, <laughs> when you're hopping down the road, you can see their name on the road. And when you, it's so satisfying to jump over somebody's name. It just feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what really makes this game. So make a lot of friends on Friend Center and beat them up at Crossy Road. It's awesome. That is awesome. Um, so. But the twist, the twist for me in this video game conversation was that I, uh, I discovered like earlier in the year this thing called the Retron Three by this company called Hyperkin, and it's an emulator hardware device that plays NES cartridges, SNES cartridges, and Sega Genesis cartridges. And Sega Genesis was essentially where my gaming stopped, and um, and that's the kind of games that I I enjoyed. Um, for like 20 minutes at a time until my brother took over for me. But, uh, so I've been rocking. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. Yeah, I controller. <laughs> You're giving it to me, man. Uh, you, oh, you lost your three guys. You're done, man. Oh, that was kind of <laughs> what it sounded like in my house. But, um, so, so I, I've been kind of, uh, talking to some friends on Twitter and a lot of folks have given me some ideas for their favorite games that I might've missed. And, um, and I picked up a few at the kind of local, like used, uh, retro game shops in town. 
Uh, so I've been playing a lot of, uh, so far, the, my favorites, uh, Quackshot, starring Donald Duck for Sega Genesis, <laughs> which is a platformer where you're trying to go and rescue some treasure, and da- Daisy's like, where are you going? We are supposed to meet for dinner. <laughs> he's like, I gotta go. It's a surprise. He's the worst boyfriend. Dude, he's, he's not cool. <laughs> he's not cool. Um... Uh, but it's a fun game, and my five-year-old daughter's been jamming a little bit with Echo Jr., Echo the Dolphin Jr., which is probably about the level of gameplay I can handle. You know, you don't die, and you just are searching in the sea for little treasures. It's like each level my, is a little puzzle. My wife loved that game when she was little, and she said she couldn't play it, though, because it would stress her out too much, because you're, <laughs> you're the dolphin, and then you're, like, losing air, and then she'd get stressed out that she was killing a dolphin. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, Echo Junior though, Echo Junior, you don't lose air. You could stay underwater all day. She should have, she should have played, <laughs> she should have played that one. Um, the other one that, that we were, we were playing a little um, Disney's Goof Troop for the SNES. Oh and, yeah, and uh, and that's interesting. We're stuck on level one, but I got my five year old helping me. On I think one, I rented so. that one from Blockbuster one weekend. <laughs> What's Blockbuster, man? <laughs> I'm, am I dating myself? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> uh, and then the, the other one that I've been rocking, um, RC Pro-Am for Nintendo. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. That that's, that's a tough little game. Um, um, I got to level four today. <laughs> like the fourth this, race. Yeah, this, I don't think I ever got further than that. The steering is hard. It is. Well, I got this. My wife got me this one game uh, with, with the gift. Uh, she hooked me up with uh, uh, Mario Law. Uh, what's it? Mario All-Stars, which is all four. Th- three, one, two, and three. And the Lost Levels, which was actually the original Mario 2. Um, oh, yes. But they, they never released it, so they released it later. Um, and then she had me this game called Hard Driving, which, like, the graphics were terrible, and, like, I couldn't keep this car on the road. So I'm not sure how long <laughs> that one's going to last. Hard me. Driving, I don't even remember. Hard Driving. I think it was an old arcade, like, sit in the car kind of a deal. Uh, but, um... Did not translate. <laughs> yeah, not so much. But yeah, so I've been I've been rocking my Retron three, getting into some retro gaming, and the cool thing about that for me is, I mean, these cartridges, unless you're going for stuff like Super Metroid and like um, Link to the Past, um, they're gonna cost about the same amount that an app costs for my iPad, oh. you know, like three bucks. I have a, I have a solution for you for playing those coveted, <laughs> coveted games. Oh, we'll have to. Talk and it's about a totally that. legal one. It it's, is it's coming up. Yes, yeah, yeah. Cool. Totally yeah. legal one. I, there's something though. Like I know you can do it on your computers and on iOS and stuff too. But like, there's there's a big. I just love putting the chunky cartridges and and oh, I yeah. think for me the hunt is half the fun. Like looking for the <laughs> cartridges and like looking, you know, spending a half an hour going through old cartridges and kind of saying I remember that. You know, that's just that's just a lot of fun, but. So that's my video game life, my picks for the year. Uh, my about... video games? Yeah. yeah my, I, this year we got a Wii U. Uh, I haven't, until this year, I hadn't really, like, picked up a console in about five years. We played a lot of Wii, like, when it first came out, and then it kind of hit the closet and never came back out. So when Mario Kart 8 came out, we got the Wii U, and we've been playing a lot of Mario Kart 8. Me and my four-year-old is, my four-year-old's, like, getting pretty awesome at some of these games and and the and, and Nintendo's is just the king of local multiplayer like every game they have is really good to like sit down with a bunch of people in front of the TV and your like four to eight controllers and play play games so I'm, I'm really enjoying like up to four player um, Mario Kart where you can play up to four player uh, Mario 3d world okay. which is a is a blast um and they're the i love these games because they're they have this really good 
like it's hard they're difficult to master but they're very easy to play so i can't like i'm good at all these games and my four-year-old is not but we can still play together and have an awesome time so yeah, if you have kids get a wii u if you're looking for a console there's too many screens um, and, <clears throat> screens and remotes though i don't even i don't even <laughs> i mean that's too much information i need three buttons dude like that's all well, i that's, need yeah like the well all the games work with the um with the classic wii controller okay and most of them work with just like the d-pad and the two buttons right all right um so you, that that works for those um the other game i've been playing a lot of is smash brothers uh it is simultaneously the most precise uh difficult to master fighting game <laughs> ever and the dumbest like button mashing party game ever like it somehow <laughs> manages to be both of those things wow um so yeah lots of lots of wii u all the big titles on that we've been playing tons of and we bought the little amiibo characters oh cute so you can like scan those on the on the controller and unlock things in various games. That's a good time. And then you can use them to play war games on your tabletop. <laughs> <laughs> Miniature. I need to come up with it. Totally. <laughs> um, and then the other great thing about it is um, retro gaming. So like they have emulators on the Wii U, and you can buy like you get reward points for buying games, and you can spend those on. Like emulator, old emulator games, Sweet. and I and I played through uh, Metroid, Super Metroid, again this year, probably for the fifteenth time in my life. I I've beaten that game <laughs> countless times. I get, I still remembered like every nook and cranny of the game. Like as I was going through it, I was like, okay, there's a missile under this brick. <laughs> Our brains like, are I have so to, weird. I have, to, I have to bomb this fourth brick down after the second door, and then there's a hidden super bomb in there like everything was just <laughs> still in my brain like why am i saving space for this yeah that's <laughs> awesome my wife was just talk- was just telling me about that like mario like remembering which brick the marsh the mushroom is under and all that you know like that's just like such a weird thing our way our brains get imprinted with that information um, it's there for a yeah, you know, I have the Wii too, and or just the, the Wii, and um, yeah. and I've downloaded a couple games that way, but uh, yeah, I don't know, like, I I got Zelda the, the original, but I haven't played it yet, so I'm gonna I'm gonna spend some time with that, but um, and I think that's gonna be the solution for those games that are out of print that are or like that are really hard to find and really pricey in cartridge form, so sure, um, but yeah, video games are are kind of fun. I'm kind of into it. It's kind of hard to find time as an adult unless the other my wife said the only reason I got you this stupid video game system is because I know it's something that you can do with the girls. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, sweet. So then now, like, I'm like, hey, we're not doing anything right now. I'm gonna go play games. Okay. Uh, my you... my kid will. She always loves like that's that's quality time for us. Like we play Smash Brothers together and we team up on against people online or like we we spend a lot of time playing video games lately and it's it's been a lot of fun. It's there's good bonding going on there, which is seems weird because we're staring at a TV screen, but there's also a lot of. Uh, trash talk. Yeah, yeah. loves. She loves it when she knocks me out. She <laughs> loves it. Um, you know, like that—that's something that was missing for me as a kid. It was the social interaction part of it. I just like that's why I didn't get into gaming because when we were kids, it was like two-player game if you're lucky. Otherwise, it's just a solo game. And it, me and my brother didn't really get along when it came to well anything. So, um. So now that yeah, it's, a, it's a different landscape for games. It, it really is with online play and, like, multiplayer stuff. It's like a social landscape. And that's always kind of why I've really written it off because, like, I, I thought, you know, I'm only going to get this in, in the tabletop 
arena, but um, that's just because I wasn't paying attention to video games, you know, and it's, it is a different experience, I don't want to be watching a screen all the time, I'd rather be moving tangible things around a table, but, uh, but it is cool that, like, um, I, I see a lot more intersection there now, so. Oh, yeah, it's a good time. Right on. Well, hey, let's get to, uh, let's get to talking about our, our top ten again, so we're on uh, number six, do you want to go ahead with your, your number six first? No, 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 we're your number seven. <laughs> <laughs> so, my number seven, and I swear I'm not being a shill, is uh, Fidelitas. What? So, yeah, so it's not out for everybody, but because you know, I had I did a lot of play testing of it and stuff. You know, people. Um, I know, I know somebody. I have I have a connection, <laughs> so I was able to play a lot of it, and I just love this game. It's super fun. Uh, you backers out there. You are in for a treat because it's 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 a really like it, it it's a filler that fills all the right things for me personally. Uh, it's it's a it's it's a game that I would not have expected you to have made. Because <laughs> I'm not that smart, or that's, that's <laughs> no, it's Philip just, came into Philip DeBerry came into it has play a there. lot of yeah, it has a lot of weird intrigue and like um, it it can go a little deeper. If you if you want like you can if you memorize some of the mission cards if you memorize some of the mission cards and you know kind of what's in the deck and you can kind of play to that you can play it very strategically and and I really like the partner play um, especially like when you're giving signals across the table like <laughs> I might have this mission and then somebody completes it for you and it's like yes um, so yeah I, I played I definitely played this game more than most of the other games on this list um other than maybe my number two which we'll get to in the next episode but yeah but yeah fidelitas is my number seven well that's awesome thanks man thanks yeah it's it's uh it's gonna be showing up the backwards at the end of january i'm i'm pretty stoked it's it's on the boat and man i can't wait i can't wait um thank you for for sharing that so mine might sound like a little bit of a shill too because it's (laughs) um it's a game that dice hate me games put out and dice hate me put out my my first game great harlan holland company um, but this is a game by T.C. Petty the third, and it's called Viva Java, the coffee game, the dice game. And um, have you played this? I have not. You have not? And it's... it looks like something, like, I was watched a preview video and it seemed awesome. But Yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's got a lot of replayability if you're into that sort of thing. But I just love the base game, which, like, there's some coasters, right? There's, like, two basic coasters where the, the, the game is one through six, on uh, it's different coffee beans, different types of beans, and you're trying to either make blends or trying to research for to gain abilities. And um, if you can have the coolest blend until your turn comes around again, you get to score some points. So it's like this this kind of five five dice um, rolling game set collection um, kind of luck deal. But then mm-hmm. you can turn that luck into some cool stuff. And um, the coffee theme is fantastic. And it just it's just a really really fun game it takes about 20 30 minutes to play um and it looks really fancy it looks like a bigger game because the amount of stuff that you get in the box but it's really simple and uh just easy to get into and um yeah i mean i i i really really dig it it was just a just a fun game with great components uh and tc's a really good guy he's a smart guy he, he doesn't always uh uh, like everything or anything when he's talking about games on, on the state of games <laughs> podcast but um he does know uh how to make a good game that has a lot of interaction with the other players so uh viva java the coffee game the dice i'm game. gonna have to try that one yeah dude i'll bring it to game night yeah so uh number six 
Uh, my number six for the year is Imperial Settlers. Um, this is probably on a lot of other people's lists. I've seen it on other people's lists, but I've played a ton of it. I love this game. It's it's the first playthrough. It feels a little heady, and you're like, okay, there's a lot going on here, especially if you're more into like <clears throat> lighter games, like uh, the people around here. But once, <laughs> but once you get once you get your head around it, like after one play, it's very simple. Um, you gather your resources, you spend them to do actions, you're drawing cards. It's a it's it's a card sieve building game. So you you there's four different factions in the box. Um, you pick your faction. They all have their own their own deck, and then there's like a common deck. And what you're doing is like the the your own deck has different structures in it that are specific to your civilization. So if you are the Egyptians, you are building the Sphinx and the and uh, the pyramids, and you're doing different things to get like building cards that produce gold and workers and uh, raise tokens, which allow you to sort of do some. A little bit of interaction, a little bit of attacking of your of the other players. It's not too heavy. Uh, the attacking is not too heavy, but it's 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 pretty well balanced and it doesn't feel too hateful when you're attacking other people. And there's good ways of preventing it. So, um, but it's just a really solid game. It plays differently every time. Like every time I've played like the same faction probably four times, and I found a different way of scoring lots of points with them every time. It's not like there's one way of winning there's just there's a a lot of depth to the game there's a lot to explore um it's by portal games the designer is ignasi trevichek it's he's the designer of robinson crusoe and stronghold um but it's it's just a really fun game uh the bits are beautiful the the artwork is great like it it looks like all these little it looks like all these little buildings and if you look closely there's like these tiny little characters on on them and they're all if you look closely they're all doing like little tasks or they all have their, their own character and they're all doing funny little things in their civilization and it's sweet it's really good art it's a really good game everybody should try it imperial subletters yeah all right my uh my number s- seven was is six six man i'm terrible at numbers <laughs> it's all these video games <laughs> rotting my brain um camel up so camel up was the uh the winner of the Spielejahr this year the game of the year in germany and um, it's a racing game where you're betting on what camel you think is going to win, and then you're trying to influence things in that direction. Um, and it takes 30 minutes. It plays from three people to eight people. And it's a little ridiculous, more like a party game when you're playing with eight people. Um, but it's still fun. Uh, you it has this really neat uh, mechanism uh, of uh, a pyramid, which is kind of like a dice tower, where you, you, you put a, these dice inside it, and there's a different colored die for each of the different colored camels in the game and a simple like 16 spot racetrack in a square and on your turn you get to do one thing you get to roll a die which will whatever die comes out moves that colored camel and um or you can place a betting card for whoever you think is going to be in the first place or whoever you think is going to be in last place or you can just um what can you do you can place an oasis or a uh, mirage to either like if if the camel lands on them it either bounces ahead or goes backwards um and 
and it's just a it's just a sweet game. The whole time you're you're engaged watching what these camels are gonna do. It's kind of like watching the camels just play out in front of you and doing your best guess while like minimally strategizing against other players. <laughs> um, but it's a great experience. That that just it, I mean, you put a board on the table, you get some really nice chunky bits, you get to roll some dice, and people are hooting and hollering. And um, wow, what a what a cool what a cool race game. Um, I like race games as it is. And this one is uh, is especially fun because who thinks about camel racing really? Um. <laughs> number five, now. number five, all, all of your fingers. Okay, number, number, five, five. number five, the last one for this. The last episode, one for this episode. Count. So, one of my favorite games of all time is Diplomacy, and why I love it is it's the very simple rule set, just these very simple rules, and and from those very simple rules, your friendships are completely ruined. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the game forces you to stab your friends in the back and betray each other. This game is a another game that's very simple rules that will ruin your friendships. Um, <laughs> it, it's Sheriff of Nottingham. So Sheriff of Nottingham, you are trading your your trading cards and trying to put you put cards in a little pouch, and then you basically have to claim what is in the pouch. Um. And then the sheriff, there's one sheriff each round, and he decides who to believe and who not to believe. And he can call people out. Um, and it, just these very simple rules. And and the the negotiation phase is really interesting because the, the rules are very wishy-washy. They basically say you can basically do whatever you want. So I've been in games where people are bribing each other. People are, like, extorting each other. <laughs> like, we're, we're, I'm paying gold to the sheriff. So that he'll like mess with other players, and people are all getting mad at me. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's it, there's a lot of creativity in how you can mess with the game rules because the it's very loose. Like you, any like deals that you make, they say are binding, but like if you make deals for future things, they're not. So there is like that aspect of um, backstabbing in it. It's it's. It's a game that could, in the right group, it could. It, it's the most fun you'll ever have, and in the wrong group, it's gonna ruin. It's gonna ruin your relationships with your loved ones. <laughs> <laughs> but I love those yeah. kinds of games. I love lying to my friends. Um, I'm honest to a fault in real life usually, so when I get a chance to be a complete backstabbing uh, jerk, I, I will jump at that. <laughs> jump at that <laughs> opportunity. Yeah, so. You know- yeah, go ahead. That, that is a fun... I've only played it once, so it, it, it doesn't get to make my list, but um, I played it at Dice Tower Con, and my wife was there with me, and she played it too, and she typically doesn't like those games. Like, But um, you can you can be honest, and, and go and it goes okay for you. You can It has a little more structure, you know, than just like, just like straight up, like, I'm here to only tell you, you have to... Like, the whole game doesn't just hinge on whether you believe me or not, you know? Yeah. Uh, but she enjoyed it, and it's it's a really fun game, so definitely worth uh, worth checking out. Okay, my my number five uh, to wrap things up here is Diamonds by Mike Fitzgerald from uh, Stronghold Games, and Mike Fitzgerald is like card game card game king. He's 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 awesome, and he makes the Mystery Rummy games, and he he's one of the the, the fathers of the collectible card game, and he designed this simple trick taking game. That is wonderful. So it's like trick-taking in, in the sense of hearts or spades and or euchre. Uh, there's no trump, though. Each suit has a different action if you happen to win with that suit. Um, and if you win with that suit, 
you're manipulating these little acrylic gems. You have a little player screen in front of you that's a vault. And you want to get as many of those gems inside your vault as possible because they are the points at the end of the game. So it's about sizing up your hand and trying to um, play the right cards to manipulate those gems in your favor and take them away from the people who are, well, who are a threat. Um, really, really simple game. Uh, really great game to play with a casual crowd or the family crowd because... If you're familiar with trick-taking games, you're going to pick this up in no time at all. Um, and it's just uh, it's just one of those games that's so simple. You just you, you're you're like, man, I wish that I had thought of that. You know, um, yeah. So diamonds should be on uh, everybody's list of games to play with your family if you don't want to lie to them <laughs> but want to still stab them a little bit by stealing. Doesn't that one play up to six? <laughs> Yeah, it plays with a big group. I think they, I think they recommend a partnership variant with six players. I haven't played that yet. That though. seems interesting. Like that was that was what drew me to it because uh, normally trick taking games like you're stuck at four or you know there's might be a three player. Um, normally the numbers are lower, so it's it's weird to see a trick taking game that supports that many people, and that's what kind of like piqued my interest. I still haven't played it, but it seems cool. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's definitely worth uh, worth looking at. All right, there you have it. Numbers uh, seven, six, f- nope, <laughs> eight, seven, six, five. No, we did eight last week. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. We did some games. We talked about them. And next time, we are going to be talking about the top four games of the year um, for Andy and I. And we'll talk a little bit about some music that is uh, stuck in our heads. So thanks for tuning in. I'm Jason Kotarski. You can follow me on Twitter at Jason Kotarski. And I'm at Andy underscore Lennox. And if you want to find more great podcasts, go to the Dice Tower Network.com.